Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. 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 This episode is brought to you by Hostfully, a company that helps you make beautiful guidebooks for your listing. Make your own at hostfully.com slash pad. And as a special for Get Paid for Your Pad listeners, you'll get a free guidebook consultation after you make your guidebook. Welcome to another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. And today we are going to talk about the regulations, the rules and regulations in London. Uh, London has recently imposed regulation that hosts are only allowed to rent out entire places for 90 days. Just like in Amsterdam, the regulation is fairly similar, but it's 90 days versus in Amsterdam, it's 60 days. But we're going to get all into the details with Mark Figueres, who is the CEO and co-founder of Keynest. Uh, which is a smart key exchange service. And he's uh, based in London, so he knows all about the London market and what's going on there. So, Mark, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jasper. Pleasure to be here. How's London? How's the weather there? Is it as cold as in Amsterdam? It's freezing. We're getting snow today. So You're getting actually, snow? It's quite exciting. That's yeah. quite rare in London, no? Yeah. Is it? Yes. Great. Well, it's uh, it's just below freezing here in Amsterdam. I don't have many winter clothes because I, I normally reside in warmer countries, but because I'm selling my house, I'm doing some refurbishment uh, on my house at the moment. So I had to come back and uh, sort of coordinate that. So it's uh, <laughs> it's not a big pleasure for me to go outside, but uh, I'll, I'll deal with that. But let's talk about uh, London. So can you explain what exactly are the regulations that are uh, enforced by the councils and by the city authorities and also how Airbnb enforces these rules? Of course. Um, I think it's helpful to start looking back a little bit, a few years. So before 2015, doing Airbnb without a license was actually illegal. Um, a license was needed, and essentially what that means is a change of use for your property from the planning council from residential to commercial use, just like a hotel or, or a B&B or a bed and breakfast. Um, in 2015, the parliament voted to change that and to allow people to host in their houses um, or in their properties for a maximum of 90 days per year. Um, that's per calendar year from January to December. Um, so that regulation has been in place since December, since uh, January 2015, sorry. Um, and it hasn't really been applied um, because it's up to the councils to enforce it. Um, in London, there, there are about 40 local councils. Um, each one has their own neighborhood. Um, and they're the ones responsible for enforcing uh, this limit. Um, now, until now, nobody, nobody has enforced it. It's only recently that uh, the hotel lobbies have been pressuring um, the new mayor to 
kind of reduce the power of Airbnb in a way that have been successful. Um, Airbnb has yielded to those demands and they've now agreed to self-enforce those regulations um, on their hosts, but only partially. Um, so if you are an Airbnb host in London, um, you will only be limited if you have an entire house or an entire property that you're renting out. If you have a private room, um, you're not affected by the Airbnb limit, although you are affected by the regulation. Um, so in theory, the council could crack down on everyone, but so far, Airbnb has decided to impose the limits only on entire homes. Right. So you're saying that it's not legal to rent out a private room for more than 90 days as well? That's right. That's what the regulation says. Okay, right. But Airbnb is not enforcing it and the councils aren't doing anything. So in practice, if you're renting out a private room, you can pretty much do it the whole year round and you shouldn't have any problems. Not from Airbnb, no. You're not, you're not going to have any problems. Now, it's actually Airbnb has made this decision, which is quite smart because nobody's, it's very rare that a council would complain if you rent a private room for a few days um, or for the whole year, um, a, few, a few days at a time. Because anyways, that's your house and you live in it. It's quite difficult to monitor that. You could just say you're, um, and it doesn't really cause the council many issues either. It's very unlikely that uh, your, your house will get robbed or trashed or a party will be made if you're in the room next door. Um, so from a council perspective, really the problematic ones are the entire homes anyway. Um, so I think Airbnb has been smart to selectively apply the regulation. Right. And it's so it's 90 days for entire homes. Now, I believe that in Amsterdam, if you rent out less than 40 percent, then you're then you're not uh, getting enforced by by Airbnb. Uh, is that the same in London? So, for example, if you have a, a two story apartment, then you could you could rent out the, the bottom floor and live in the top floor. For example, is that is that the same in London? Um, so in London, the regulation doesn't differentiate between the two, which means that Airbnb is the only agent making that decision. And um, I believe how they've done it at the moment is that if you take the box entire home, then you have to apply to the 90 days. Um, and if you take the box private room instead, then you don't have to comply with 90 days. Right. So technically, you could rent out an entire apartment, but just put listed as a private room, I guess. Yes, you can. Um, and some people do that. That's definitely a possibility. Um, there, I mean, there are creative ways around the Airbnb limit. Um, we wouldn't encourage them, but obviously, you know, Airbnb is, is an open term, and, and if you wanted to circumvent the rules, you could also create new listings, right? But uh, on the whole, I think the effect for Airbnb is still quite um, significant because they are limiting uh, the capacity for existing multi-property entire home um, hosts to to let and to rely on Airbnb on a long-term basis. And is, the, is this regulation actually implemented on the Airbnb platform already? Because uh, in Amsterdam, I can see a counter on my listing. So right now it's showing that I've rented out like 48 nights or something, and I have 12 nights left. But I don't, I don't think anything actually happens when you go over that 60-day limit. I think the counter for now is just showing you uh, the amount of nights that you're, you know, that you have left, um, but I think it's on a, it's it's going to start in the summer when they're actually going to block your calendar. Is that the same in London? That's right. Yeah, almost the same here. 
So you can have your count, you have your counter ready. If you've got an entire home, um, you'll be able to see how many days you've got booked. You can go over the, the limit. We have some clients that have already gone above the limit. So they already have bookings for more than 90 nights and, and Airbnb is allowing them. Airbnb has also agreed to honor those bookings. Um, so they will not cancel them after they, they put in the limits. Um, I think the expected go live date for the limit in London um, is spring. We don't have a specific date. Um, but from that moment on, it's um, expected that Airbnb will actually not allow you to take any more bookings after 90 days. Right. So let's talk about the options that current hosts have with this new regulation. I've been getting a, a, a number of uh, emails from people in London uh, asking for advice on what their options are. So, so let's start with the first option. And this is the option that I chose, uh, which is to you know sell your house or apartment and buy something somewhere else in in a location where you don't have uh these regulations so i i recently just bought a, a penthouse in colombia where i can uh, i can rent out even though airbnb is not allowed or short term rental under 30 days is not allowed there but the company that i bought the property of they have a license so they are allowed to renting out it out for me. Um, but so that's option one, you just move. Now, I understand that most people are probably not in the situation where they're ready to just sell their house and, and buy something else uh, you know, on the other side of the planet. Um, what are the other options? Um, I think the first option really is to just ask your council for permission to change the use from residential to commercial so you can have a uh, so to speak, a license for doing Airbnb. Um, it's not a very popular option because the councils are very slow to respond to those requests. Um, and actually, a lot of our clients, they're scared that by submitting a request, they're basically telling the council that they're doing Airbnb already. So that they're scared of then being um, put into the box where they would be targeted first. Um, if the council did decide to enforce the regulations themselves. Um, but there are agencies that specialize in doing that. Um, so it's, it's definitely a possibility that some people have explored, particularly companies that do Airbnb. Do you actually know somebody who's done that successfully? I don't know if anyone has done it successfully. I know that the people who are in the process, um, I'm very happy to write it in the comments if, if I hear from them uh, when they do so. Um, I think it's quite a long process anyway. So it probably takes at least three, three to six months to get a, a response. Um, and it also involves a significant amount of money uh, for the application. Um, I think you we probably need a barrister or a lawyer to advise on the best way to do that with your council. And it depends on the individual council as well. Um, there are some councils where it's probably not even worth trying. We live in Camden, for example, um, probably don't bother to, to try that. Um, there are others that might be more open-minded to it. Um, we've heard Southwark in South London potentially will be doing that, but that's only rumors. Right. So it'd be interesting to sort of keep track of the people that apply for this uh, this change of uh, of destination for the houses, because then uh, you know then we know where it's worth to apply. Because I can imagine my first gut feeling would say, well, you know, it's going to cost a lot of money to apply. It's going to take a long time. And then what's the chance that the council is going to agree to it? It's much easier for them to not to agree to it. So, um, 
but uh, yeah if there's if you hear of any people who have successfully done it if you would want to comment on the show notes that would be very helpful yeah happy to do that when i hear from them awesome um what are some other options um you can list the different platform obviously that's not going to make the regulation go away the regulation isn't imposed by airbnb it's just enforced by airbnb um, and none of the other platforms are enforcing this regulation so you can switch to home away or um, any of the other ones and you technically wouldn't be enforced by your listing agency so you could you could get bookings from those um, and if you've been doing airbnb for quite a long time um, and you feel quite comfortable about your ability to take on uh, people from different sources then that's that's a good option for you Right, so you could list on multiple platforms, in which case you are still doing something illegal, technically, but there's not a lot, There's not a big chance that you'll get in trouble because the councils, it's the council's responsibility to, uh, to do the enforcement and they have much bigger issues to deal with. Is yes, that correct? absolutely. So Airbnb is quite popular in London. Um, there is about 50,000 listings here. Um, but London's a huge city and to be honest, councils have much, much more important issues to deal with. Um, even councils that are speak up against Airbnb, they have many, many more important things to do. So we've actually never heard of anybody ever being told off by their council. Also until now, Airbnb hasn't released any data to the government either. Um, so they have no way of finding out. Um, exactly, and verifying whether you've done more than 90 days. They could find out if you are currently listed, um, but not over 90 days. So um, at the moment, they don't have a way of finding out. Um, they also don't have kind of rationale for doing it, um, unless you get a complaint from a neighbor or some sort of politically connected person. But that's, that's really kind of unlikely. So, so far, we haven't heard anything. Um, it's something that could change. Um, so I think that the public image of Airbnb is quite important here. Um, and I think together, the community of Airbnb hosts is, is aware of this and is trying to, you know, spread the word about what Airbnb really means. Um, because the media often focus on the bad stories, on the robberies, on um, the houses that get trashed, um, on the people that uh, get scammed, because it's a good headline. Um, but actually, on the whole, Airbnb works very well in London, and it's probably going to continue that way. Um, but it's important that we communicate about it. Host, I can't emphasize how important it is to share recommendations of things to do or eat near your listing beforehand. Your guests won't have to go through TripAdvisor, Foursquare, or Yelp. They won't have to scratch their head and think about possible places right in the moment. I've been using Hostfully to create an online and printable guidebook to show my guests my favorite coffee places in Amsterdam. They use my recommendations and I'm getting fewer questions from my guests as a result. I've also included screenshots of my guidebook on my Airbnb listing as a way to differentiate my listing from others. So make your own guidebook at hostfully.com pad. Right, so we have discussed three options so far. First of all, you can move to a different market. Secondly, you can just keep doing it on different platforms and then you're acting illegally, but the chance that you're getting caught seems to be fairly small. And the third option, obviously, is to to host for less than 90 days. 
right? Those are kind less, of yeah, f- less than ninety days. You can also host people for over ninety days at a time. So if you've got bookings of more than a month and a half, um, those are not illegal in any case. So you can have as many of those as you want. Right. So That's- what's what's the what's the cutoff actually? Ninety days. So- oh, ninety days. So you're not allowed. Technically, you're not allowed to rent out for, like, for example, if you have two bookings and they're each two months, is that allowed? Yes. You can have as many bookings of at least 91 days as you want. Oh, okay. 91. Okay. So 60, if you have two bookings of two months, then that's not legal. Exactly. Okay. Right. Uh, Are there any other options available for people? You could try different Airbnb accounts and, and sort of try and fight Airbnb that way. I'm not sure if this is a good idea. I yeah. personally wouldn't. But, well, um, yeah, there's so there's you know there's there's basically the the legal way of doing things, which is moving to a different market or just you know just doing it 90 days or less. And then there's a whole bunch of gray area options where you know you're not you're doing something that's not legally allowed, uh, which is uh, to uh, use multiple platforms or to use like some tricks like you could list it as a private room and you know, and rent out your entire house anyway, or you could uh, create multiple accounts, but, but then like, I think that the Airbnb accounts are per address. So then you will have to use like different addresses as well, I believe. So in any case, I mean, that's definitely an option that I wouldn't recommend because then you, you know, it's just a matter of time until you, you're, you get caught and you run into trouble. So, you know, I think if people want to use multiple platforms, you know, it's, it's something that's that's not legally allowed, but at the same time, I'm kind of neutral. I mean, I've been doing it technically illegal myself in Amsterdam, so I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. But I mean, you know, people have to make the choice if they want to do that or not. But definitely trying to fool around, trying to fool Airbnb is definitely an option that I strongly would not recommend because I think I think then you're you know, you're getting into a very slippery slope and, and you're going to get caught pretty soon. And then, you know, you get your account banned and all that kind of stuff. So absolutely. I totally agree with you. And I think we have to remember that as an Airbnb host, we're very dependent on Airbnb to send us the customers. And if, if that relationship goes bad, then we will be forced to move. So um, it's important to also take care of our relationship with Airbnb as individual hosts. Right. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, you've talked about the image of Airbnb and you think it's quite important that Airbnb has a, has a good image. So can you uh, talk a little bit about that? Of course. Um, so the regulation has been in place since 2015 and it was put in the first place because before that it was illegal. Um, so it was a time where you know, Airbnb was still fairly small. Um, a good community of mostly home sharers in their own homes. And that's kind of changed over time. Um, so London now has over 100, 150, um, what we call Airbnb management companies, um, who's uh, basically managing other people's houses. Um, and those would be hosts with uh, you know anything from five to a few hundred properties in London. Um, and so those are really the, the companies that Airbnb is targeting. Um, in some ways, but in some ways, it's also not going to be successful because these platforms, these companies can just move to other channels uh, like Booking.com, HomeAway. In fact, many of them already are on, on different channels anyway. Now, I hope this means that the Airbnb public image is going to recover because 
If it doesn't, um, then the councils can potentially think about enforcing the regulation. And this could be quite bad for um, the community of actual home sharers who have been hosting in their own houses, in their own homes for, for a while and not doing it as a business, but just doing it as a way to get some extra income on the side um, or even as a fun way of meeting other people. Um, so, yeah, there's been some work uh, in London in the local Airbnb community to uh, think about ways in which we can maybe have data or uh, talk to our councils and show the good side of Airbnb um, and everything that Airbnb is helping to create in terms of local communities. So there have been cafes that were created um, as a place for people to welcome uh, their guests um, that didn't exist before. And that's helped strengthen the community um, of uh, the local community in London. Um, and yeah, so I, I think that's, that, that work is very important in the long term because Airbnb so far has decided to enforce the regulation partially. Um, who knows? They could enforce it totally, uh, even in private rooms. I think it's unlikely, um, but it's a possibility. Um, so I th- no one is going to protect this image. The hotels are going to go against Airbnb for as long as, they, as they're in, in, in business. And it's only up to the community to do it because we are the ones that um, are best placed to show what Airbnb is all about. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. We're almost at the end of the episode. Do you want to explain a little bit about Keynest, your company, and what service you can you offer to Airbnb hosts? Of course. Um, so Keynest is a network of cafes and convenience stores where you can securely drop off your keys and have it collected by your guests. Um, so we attach a tracking fob to all the keys that are handed to us. Um, so you can track your keys online um, and the keys are only handed out to your guests if they provide the right code. Um, you generate the codes online. So essentially what this means is you can self-check in your guests and get notified when they collect the keys. Um, so it's a pretty handy service. Um, we have currently 35 locations in London and we've just opened two in Reading. We also opened Portsmouth and Leicester. We'll be opening other cities in the UK soon as well. Um, so yeah, if you, if you, if you are ever in trouble, I uh, don't know how to exchange keys with your guests, that's what we're here for. And that's become a little bit more important since Airbnb has recently, um, they've made it mandatory for hosts who want to be, who want to have the travel business ready batch on their listing, because in order to have the badge, you uh, you now need to have a keyless entry system, or you have to have a, a way for the guest to check in without the host being at the property. Absolutely, and you can put Keynes as one of those options, um, and that's accepted by Airbnb. Um, okay. So yes, I think the good thing is that it's completely flexible in terms of you can drop your keys whenever you want to. You can drop them two weeks in advance. Uh, we don't charge for storage and your guests can collect them at six in the morning if they want to, or at uh, 2 a.m. Um, if they want to as well. So it's, um, it's totally free for the, for the business travelers. That's really important. Many of them are working late in London, uh, especially in central areas. So, yeah. And how do people sign up? What do you guys charge? We charge um, for an individual collection of your keys. We charge five ninety five. dollars um, The drop-off and the storage is always free. And if you want to use this recurrently for £15 a month, you can pick up your keys as many times as you want, um, even for your cleaners, your staff, or your guests. Um, we're there for you. Okay, very cool. How did you 
come about this this company? How did you come up with the idea? I've actually been a host for about two years now, and uh, my previous job was in finance. And you can imagine the hours of a finance job don't go well with Airbnb hosting. Um, I was never available to meet my guests, and I felt really sorry for them, always asking them to come late or come to my office or, or something. Um, so basically try to solve my own problem. And along the way, I realized so many other people have the same problem. Um, so we built something that's really secure, very easy to use so that we don't want to be in people's way. They can just go ahead and use it and, um, enjoy the free time. Awesome. So for those who are listening and those who are in London or Portsmouth, you said, and Leicester. Yeah, and Reading as well. And Reading. Um, if you if you are interested, you can go to keynest.co.uk and there you can find more information about this service. All right. Well, Mark, thank you very much for joining us today and explaining what the regulations are in London. And uh, I wish you uh, all the best with Keynest. My pleasure. Thanks, Jasper. No worries. I'm also available for, for questions if anybody... Uh, wants to have a chat about you know their property we regularly talk to hosts um, you can just ring up the number on our website for keynest if you're in the uk um, we're always happy to have a chat about your property and, and how you're doing awesome all right well thanks for listening everybody and of course next week there will be another episode two episodes actually per week okay see you next time get paid for your pet get paid for your pet Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet.